Welcome to episode 33 of Mainly Games, where we crack open all of our Gen Con games, and we get to the table Kites, Cat in the Box, Movie Mind, Acropolis, Nightmare Productions, and the big 4X Roll and Write Twilight Inscription. 4X Roll and Write? Is that going to work? I don't know. Let's see. Let's get started. Welcome to Mainly Games. I'm Joey. And I'm Alex. And we are a podcast that talks about mainly games. That's it. Yes. You got it. All right. Which is, I feel like, especially true this week because we don't really have many movies or TV shows to talk about. So today is mainly games. I know. And that's the thing. Every time we talk about the shows or movies we've watched. Yes. And we are crawling through Lock and Key, by the way. Crawling, crawling. We just started... We just got to the first episode. We've just finished the first two seasons. Yes. But the first episode of season three, we're finally there. Uh, is it season three or season, season four? Season three. Whatever season is the most recent season, season. Yeah, right. So finally there. We are seriously crawling through. I know, I know. And it's not like there's a lot of episodes. No. There's like eight or nine or ten. Three numbers there. But episodes <laughs> in a year. But um, You never know. There could be 12. There, nah, I don't think there are no. 12. But yeah, there's it's... We're crawling through, but it's good. It's good. It's a, it's a good good show. It gets you... It's kind of the what now show. It is. Like every episode, like, what now? You know? Yeah. It's what good. What now? But it is really good. Little I do like creepy. the mystery. Yeah, I like the mystery. Now, yeah. um, I've been looking at other ones coming out. She-Hulk is coming out. Yes. And people are pretty excited. We're pretty behind on Marvel. We are so far behind. I think people know we haven't seen Moon Knight. We haven't seen... Everything else that's come out, Marvel. We've seen Captain America, Winter Soldier. Not, you're right. We have not seen Winter and Soldier. Correct. I believe there's another one I'm missing that we have not seen. I feel like there is too. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but oh, yeah. Oh, the Star Wars ones. We haven't seen those Oh, either. yeah, those. But um, we're behind. That's we, technically not Marvel, We need but, you know. to catch up on yes. those. But I, I guess She-Hulk, the big concern now is, yeah. I guess She-Hulk is being review bombed. Really? Which didn't know this was a thing, but um, people By get review, on there. Like critics? No, well, not not critics. A lot of critics, critics are mixed on it, okay, right? Okay, okay. But actual people are upset about something in there. Really? Like, they don't like the CGI on the trailers they've seen. Or they don't like the fact that she breaks the fourth wall. Because apparently, I guess, She-Hulk talks to the she camera. She does, I see that. I saw like that in the trailer. Deadpool does. Yes. And they don't like certain things they see, so they're like ranking it one star. Really? Which, honestly, I guess it happens a lot. But I don't really understand why why you can do that. Yeah, you know because it's can, not even yes. out yet. Right. Well, did it come out the yesterday, the seventeenth? Maybe. Well, it wasn't out as far as I read this article, which was okay. yesterday. But maybe it came out yesterday. But now, critics, some of the critics I've read, they they one guy really just hammered it. But he, he even said, as press, we're only giving four episodes. Okay. So these four episodes look like. His words were the 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 whole CGI looks like it was done for the Sci-Fi Channel. Really? And he said it's just it's can't be the point of not making sense and all this. So I don't know. Mm. I'm still I don't know much about She-Hulk. All I know is that Hulk is in it. Yes. And it could be it'll be fun. Again, yeah. TV shows are I expect something different than I did with the movies. 
Yeah, true. You know, yep. that, that being said, WandaVision and Loki, I think, were movie quality shows. Right. But, but I remember we started watching Wanda, WandaVision, right. right? The TV show, and we're like, this, what on earth, right? Yeah, but that's one you had to stick with. That was, people that was said, so people bizarre. said to stick with that one, and then it wrapped up, and you're like, this is the greatest show ever. So right. maybe Marvel's doing something similar. I don't know. Let's just hope that Marvel's doing something I am hope so. Doing something know. dissimilar is DC just canning yes. everything. My goodness. Well, Warner Brothers, they're really just trying to reboot. And you know what? Yeah. Fine. DC has needed a reboot. Like yeah. we said before, they have probably the better characters. They do. But yeah. they just can't hit it. No. So I'm going to hold on to what I say because I just want to see where they go. I'm because excited. I feel like they're about to do something. So many times they've rebooted and they just haven't clicked. No. They changed, but they just haven't clicked. So who knows? True. I don't know. I Hopefully know. they can. Yep. Bring back Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. Hey, that would be good. Just would kidding. it be good? No, no, no. Yeah. Canada would leave North yes. America. I know. They would just leave to get away from them. <laughs> They'd be like, we're out of here. So, <laughs> all right. We have got so many games to review we have. this time. We do. A yes. lot of reviews. And should we mention, too, that we're going to be talking about some of our Gen Con games in this episode. And yes. we did put the video up. Is it up on YouTube? It'll be up today. Okay. The video will be up today of our Gen Con haul. We kind of talk about it briefly. So Yes. So yes. you've got to make sure to watch that. If you want to watch it, we've got all of the all the games we bought at Gen Con. Yeah. And we're given at Gen Con. Yeah. So every game we came back with from Gen Con is mentioned there. Is mentioned yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it's a pretty big haul. It once is. I look My at favorite it. is that um the camera battery died halfway through. Right? Yeah. Recording. And so we did what everyone would do is we went and we stopped and went and got ice cream for 30 minutes and then came back and filmed. Yeah. While it charged. We just left <laughs> to have ice cream. Yes. So really yeah. awkward because the camera is plugged in. Yeah. It just decided I'm going to die. Yes. I think it decided you need ice cream. It did. It so decided. So we're like, we both look at each other and said, well, we're going for ice cream. Yep. That's it. So yeah. That's it. What ice cream did you get? I forgot. I think it got brownie batter. Okay, I got chocolate with Reese's Pieces in it, or Reese's, something with Reese's Pieces. Oh, so good. Oh, now, if you're ever in our area, Lee County or whatever, first of all, yeah. let us know. Yeah. I'd love to see you. But there's a place called Love Boat Ice Cream. It's all homemade ice cream. It is incredible. It's incredible ice cream. I mean, cream. it's mm-hmm. like they have key lime pie ice cream, yep. they have birthday cake, and it's birthday cake with with bits of birthday cake in there. I had birthday cake on on whatever day we recorded that video. Yes, that was really good. It's it was so literally good. bits of birthday cake. And brownie batter has like brownie batter yeah. in there. I mean, yeah. it's not just flavored that. It's actually, it actually has the it in there. cookie dough ice cream is really good. Yeah, and then we have a friend, Meg, that loves a cocoa caliente. Yeah. And that thing, it's spicy chocolate ice cream. Yeah, so good. It's, oh man, it's, yeah. it's rough I like that though. coffee ice cream. It just... Coffee flavored ice cream, it's so good. It's good. I need yeah. to go to Love Boat. It's nine o'clock in the morning. I need to go to Love Boat yeah. now. All right, let's go. I need it. All let's right, let's not. pause this yeah, and pause. go get ice cream. And we're back. Okay, <laughs> we just had ice cream. I'm just kidding. We did not. All right, so anyway, okay. so on to our first, we have several games to look at today. Yes, we do. Our first one is probably the most stressful out of all the games. Yes. This is one I passed by a couple of times mm-hmm. and I thought, I don't know, I don't know. Then. I saw them playing it, and it looked fun. And it is Kites by Floodgate yes. Games. Yes, I. This game, you kind of told me you got it. I did, and then showed me, in and I was like, I don't know. Because if this we is going- we played this um, myself, Dana and Stacy, while we also had a baby with us. <laughs> so that is kind of like it's kind of like when the producer. The designer says, you know what? You want to go up a level of difficulty? Yes. All right, play this again and hold this baby. So that's kind of what we did. It, it's, it made it 
so much more stressful. So borrow a baby for yes. this one. You both bought a copy of this game, right? Ask before you borrow the baby. Yeah, Though, geez. just just letting you guys know, I've gotten in trouble with that, with that before. So <laughs> ask before you borrow the baby. That was the time our friends Jane and Stacy came to Gen Con, but they could only make it for what three hours. Yeah, yeah. they came. Not to Gen- well planned out. Yes, they came to Gen Con for three hours. That was a very fun three. We walked everywhere. Yes, we did. Three hours. It was so much fun. Um, in hindsight, at the time it was very stressful because we're like they're missing out on stuff. Okay, here we go. All right, so kites is a game where you're. It's a co-op game. You're all working together, right? Yep. And the goal of the game is to keep the kites in the air. And what you're using to do that is egg timers, which I know sounds really weird. And when I heard that, I was like, what, how on earth does this work? But you have the main egg timer for the game, which is the white timer, which you can switch that around using any single colored card, as long as there are cards in the um, drawing piles. Now, egg timers are just like the sand timers. Oh, sand timers. I'm sorry, I think... I think these are egg timers, but all right, I think their technical name is sand timers. Yeah, you just You're flip correct. them over and all that. Yes, thank you. There you They're go, in so. every game. Absolutely. Um, we have one from Telestrations floating around the house somewhere. Okay, so um, that white one, so you have to um, play all your cards and um, not let the other sand timers run out while um, that, managing that white timer and... You've got cards that have like a single color or some cards have two colors. So you're playing those cards from your hand, redrawing so you have four or however many cards because depending on the number of players in the game, your hand size changes. And that is what you're trying to do. Yeah. It sounds easy, but it's very stressful in real time because you might have a hand that has yellow-orange Every time. And so you're having to keep flipping over the yellow and orange egg timers. And so you, they don't have, you know, enough sand in it to turn over. So they're going to end run out. Right. Because the whole frustrating thing is if you only have reds and you see that red has just flipped over. Yes. You're going to flip it over again. Yes. Yes. And then there's not enough people. Are like, Why would you do that? Because that's all I have. That's, and they have yeah, to go. Right. And do it. And it's just, it's very interesting. And like you said, the actual game timer for the entire game. Yes. <clears throat> any That's a wild, so any single color can flip that over. As long as there are cards in the draw pile, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you get to the end, you can't flip it over again. Yes. And it's, I mean, it's stressful. You're grabbing, you're going, you're like, okay, go, 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 yeah, go. It's yeah. just, it's chaos. Chaos. And it's one of those, it's honestly a rarity of a game that is probably more fun to play at a bar table when you're all standing up around a small table. Correct. I think this would be p- played better on one of those like high top tables rather than, you know, when you're playing at your table because you do, f- you kind of bump the table every time you try and move and all that stuff. Yeah. And the demo so. was at a high table. And um, we played it in our game room and it's a little bit difficult because we have a larger game table. Yes. People are reaching for everything. They're knocking yes. over the timers, putting it back up and it's just utter chaos. Now, that being said, we won, yes. right? Mm-hmm. We won. And then it says, if you win, if you want more difficulty, well, then just go ahead and add these cards. Yeah, they have some like kind of like challenge cards, which one is a storm cloud. And on your when you draw that card, you have to announce that a storm is coming. And then after saying that, you have to flip over every sand timer. Yeah, which is crazy. When the storm card shows mm-hmm. up, when you draw it, you tell people the storm is coming. So that later, when it's your turn again, you play that. You have to play that. And you flip them all. Yes. Then the other one is an airplane. And an airplane. Um, in the airplane, you don't tell people it's coming. You don't announce to it. And on this turn, um, you uh, when you play the airplane, and then you cannot speak. 
Yeah, which is hard because you have to tell yes. people, I have a green, I have a whatever, and you can't speak for the entire round. And, and then, then there's the chain one, which, what, what is that called? The, cross the line card. And on that one, when you don't tell people, that one's coming. And then when that's played, you have to swap your hand with other people. Yeah, you swap one to the person on the right, one mm-hmm. person on the left. And that right there, it's just, that's what killed us. Because we, we thought, we'll go ahead and try these yeah. challenge cards. But it kills you because that is time. Yes. You've got time because those timers are clicking down. And it... It, it is even harder because every color, because out there every timer is a different color, obviously. Yes. But they all have different amounts of sand in there. Yes. I was going to say that too. I feel like, what did we find at the yellow one? I think that has the least number of sand. I'm trying to see now. They're all like sprung everywhere. But the thing but, is, yeah. And you'll try to have them all lined up into organ, you yes. know, to whichever is longer. But then by the time, by the end of the round, it's they're all chaos. It's chaos. They're everywhere. And yes. it's great because this is actually it is a ten minute game. Oh, I, that, I was going to say is, this is a really quick game. Yeah, uh, it's a good yeah, really fun. You can play this game several times and still you know just feel like you're playing a good game because like I said, those challenge cards do add something to it. We made the mistake of adding every single challenge yeah, card. Yeah, do, do not do that. Don't do that. Do no. not. And a baby. Yeah. No, <laughs> no we, this we one was babyless. But yeah, no, that way it was super fun. The, yes. the deluxe comes with a baby, right? Oh, no way. It does. It does. Oh, that's so yeah. exciting. I, yeah, yeah, but you had to kickstart it, so you can't yeah. really get it there no. at Gen Con. They didn't arrive on, the, <laughs> they on, the, the, boat. on the boat. But um, <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, so Kites, yes. it's great. Arts by Beth Sobel, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, so, yeah. It's a re- this is a really great game. Like I said, I was a little like you know unsure about it, but we played it and it won me over. It's fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, a really it's just a fun game. It is mildly stressful, so you need to play with people who are okay with that real time stress. But this is a this is a really fun game. Right. Yeah. And then um, the only downsides I see with this one are you will probably need to all be huddled closer together. Yes, you can't play and with like end tables huge, and everything. Yes, I mean you're gonna have be, to move closer together because. Yes. We had, you know, our game table is not huge, but it's big enough it to where it still felt like you, it was, yeah, it was hard to reach timers. Yeah. Because people had played a card and then they're like, okay, hang on, I need to move the yellow and orange. So someone on the other side of the table was turning the timers over to help them just to try right. to keep things going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, okay. So then that's Kites yes. by Floodgate Games. Yes. So, all right, then we're going to go on to, let's do Movie Mind now. Let's do Movie Mind. Movie Mind was one that honestly grabbed me. Because, first of all, it's a visual thing. I'm going to try to explain this. But um, Movie Mind, I don't even know who this is by here. I thought we bought it at the Hatchet Games booth. I don't remember. They have one of those logos that it's hard to read their names. So, anyway, I'll The publisher is by Gigam- Gigamic. Gigamic Games. Yep. All right, recommendation Gigamic. Um, get a new logo. <laughs> Because they have it to where it's like G-I, underneath that is G-A, underneath that is M, and a little bit of I, and then a C. Okay. So, if you want people to remember your name, <laughs> probably don't do that. Yeah. So, it anyway. It's like a little speech bubble, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's, woo, well, it's a rough one. All right, but anyway, the game is not a rough one. No, this game is great. What got me to this is, honestly, I bought it, and I thought I knew what the game was, but we played it, and it's a totally different game, and even better. Because yes. every picture is an illustration of just a drawn, I think, not as abstract as Detective Club and all that, but it is just a scene, like in the jungle or whatever. But in there, there's going to be 10 different movie references, okay? And sometimes it's very obvious, like you've got Will Smith dragging an alien in his with his parachute, right, behind him. So it might be that. Or 
it could be something as abstract as a small typewriter on a desk in the corner and you look real close and says, I'll work a no play, make Jack a doll boy. You know, yeah, and yeah. little things like that from The Shining. So it could be in your face. It could be something subtle. I mean, sometimes it's like um, a killer whale jumping, of course, it's Free Willy or whatever. So you've got 10 movie references. And it's interesting because I picked it up and I was looking at it. And I just like each of these, I don't know how many there are, like 80 cards or whatever. And each one I like to just look at and see, wow, which movies are these from? Now, that has to do with the game, but that is not the game. Because the game is actually, you get one ready, and you're about to flip it over, and then it's in two teams, so it's a party game. And so you've got one, like number 32, then everybody turns to 32 on their cards, or whatever, and then as you flip, you're going to ask then five questions. And the questions have to do with what movie you're on there. So those people are trying to think about the question and look at the card and figure out what movies are on there. So, for instance, one of them might be, let's see, a movie with a car bomb planted in a bus. So they're looking around, and they're going to see something from Speed, right? Then a movie starring Tom Cruise, and you're going to look around, you're going to see this, okay? So then they're asked five questions on that, and it's timed with an egg timer. Hey! So it's timed. And then at the end of that, then you're going to actually ask a question that both people will be able to kind of slam a buzzer in the middle. It's not a buzzer. It's like a token. Yeah. First person grab the token. First person grab the token gets to answer that question. So by that time, the artwork has been out for long enough. People have seen most of them. And really, if you don't know, if you haven't seen the movie, it's going to be rough. But a lot of these are more mainstream movies. But this is, it's very interesting because I do like Blockbuster. But this is is visual, and I really like this a lot more than I thought I would. Oh yeah, me too. I was a little worried when it was just when we thought it was just the one where you looked at a picture and had to guess the ten movies. I was right. like, well, this will be fun. The artworks look good, but I don't know how long this is going to stick around. But then when we actually opened the box and saw that it has like the questions and stuff, yeah, and then you have the teams. So much better. It's so yeah. it's so good. And the artwork, like I said, you'll find yourself, which I'm trying not to do because it does kind of ruin the game if you look ahead at the pictures. Yeah, you can't do that. But it's just, it's so cool to see yeah. these little things in the background. You're like, oh, look, look back there. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's whatever. It's, I did flip through a few, a few, a few of them and they were, some of them were really good. Like there's one where there's a horse pushing um, Elsa in the water that's from Frozen. Like, you right. know, just little things. It's so, they're just great. A horse is pushing Elsa in the water? Yeah, you know in Frozen 2, the horse pushes Elsa under the water so she can get to the frozen land. I did not pay that close attention. <laughs> okay. So the horse is pushing Elsa. Yeah, because the horse is magic. It's helping her go to where it needs to go. Tell me more about this wonderful horse. <laughs> it's a it's a whole thing. Okay, okay. that's anyway. All right, yeah, so I yeah, guess we'll yeah. watch Elsa now. Yeah, All right, but it's frozen too. If you're wondering, she are you like, wondering? She has to like get control of this horse be- so she can get to this mysterious land. The horse is like blocking her from getting to it. She has to like. It's a battle of magic kind of thing. Are you noticing I'm deadpan staring yeah, you? Yeah, I did. So, I did. But I, just, try, I tried to keep explaining it, and then I was like, you know, I'm just going to stop. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, so anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I even showed Juliet, too, and I was like, look at this. What movie is this from? She went, Elsa. And there yeah, we go. she has Elsa in it. I know. I know, but it's not clearly Elsa. It could be Elsa but, riding an airplane, yeah. and she'd be like, it's Elsa. Yeah. Well, it's so. not clearly. It's not like Elsa's face. Oh, okay. So it's just Elsa. It's a girl. Like, it's a, they're very generic characters. They are. And that yes, is one. that's you know? one interesting thing. Yeah, like so, it's, a, it's a girl. You have to know that reference to know it's Elsa. Right. And that's... Yeah. Now, people-wise, it says on this one, from two to nine people. I get, 
guess if you're doing the teams. Yeah, I, I think you have a lot more than nine people. I don't know, that's a very weird number to have. I was even thinking you could like <clears> scan <throat> them and put them on a projector, then you could do like a big giant version of this game. You could do that. You could yep. cast a screen yep. or something. Something but like that. Anyway, yeah, it's very uh, that's movie mind. And yes. it's it's great. It's funny how we, we covered two very quick games. Yes. But this is a quick twenty minute party game. Oh yeah. Very so fun. yeah, movie mind, it's again highly recommended and trying to think of um downsides of this. I don't know. Maybe it's not. It doesn't have a lot of replay, replayability because once you know the movies in a certain card, you can just kind of rattle off those movies until you get the correct answer. That's the only downside I see. If you can remember all, like, what? Are, how many cards are there? Like a hundred cards? cards maybe, or eighty, 80 cards? Or if you, cards? I guess if you could remember eighty cards. But even if that's the case, if you play this game that many times to do that, then yes. trust me, you've gotten your money's worth. Yeah, you you'll played be this okay. game more than I played pretty much <laughs> any other game in our collection. Yes. So that's really the only downside. It's. I, it's a fantastic game. Yeah. Love really, it. Yeah, it's a really good game. All right. Do you want to jump to Cat in the Box? Let's jump to Cat in the All Box. Right, so this Kat- is probably one that a lot of people have heard a lot of buzz yes, about. Yes. This was one we got in the first hour of the first day. We were right there in first in line. Not yes. quite first in line, but you know, close enough to first in line. Okay. So Cat in the Box is a trick-taking game, but they've added some things to make it I would say they've enhanced it, right? Right. So the first thing that they've added is um what is the exact phrase? Let me open the book. They add um, a player board. So each player gets a little player board. And they also have a research board in the middle of the game too. So first of all, you're dealt the number of cards. And then you look at that number of cards in your hand. And you use your little player board to predict the number of tricks that you think you can win that round. So yeah, just like any trick-taking game, if you have mostly higher numbers, you're going to win a lot of tricks. If you have right. lower numbers, you know, yeah, right. Um, then the game is played with the lead player, um, determining the color of that round. And then like all other trick taking games, you just play that color. So if it, see, you know, the lead color player says it's yellow, you play your whatever card on the yellow, right? And you mentioned that all the cards are the same color. Oh yes. The cards in your hands are all the same color. That is why the lead player has to determine the color. Yeah. That is the critical part of this game because every card is black. Correct. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> so when you play it, you're going to then say it's a yellow five. Yes. And then you're going to put a cube on the I was yellow I say you're going to play one of your pips that you have on that research board. Right. So that they know that the, that five you're playing down is now a yellow five because you put your pip there, right? Um, and then um, if you can't play a yellow five because you don't have any... So let's say the yellows are fill, filled. You don't have any color numbers for that. That color are open. That are open. You then go to one of the other colors, but you obviously won't win that trick. Right. Now, here is how the game ends. It ends on the paradox. And how that happens is if you have one or two cards in your hand, and let's say the color is green, and you don't have any greens, but all you have open is one of those other colors, but you cannot play, that's called the paradox. So this is like the final round when you just don't have any cards in your hands. And you can't play it, then that's how the game ends, and it's scoring time. Right. You could also end it if you all play your cards, but it's pretty rare to do that. Yes. And the paradox, too, it's like if you have, say you've got a five, but there's no open five that you can play. Yes, right. You know, and that's... So that's kind of what it is. And it's funny, the paradox ends that way a lot more often. I think it, I feel like it almost ended every round. Every round for yes. us. But I guess you can play all the way. And what's weird is you wonder, there's also a trump suit that you could yes. just win if you want to. But the weird thing is, is say it's yellow and you 
want to go ahead and say this is a red two to play the, the trumpet. Mm-hmm. Well, you then place your cube on the re- on the board that shows you played a red two. Yes. You win that round. However, as any trick-taking game, you can only play a trump card if you're out of that card. You then denote on your board that you have no more yellows. Yes. So now every trick on is played little, yellow. On um, your little playable that's in front of you, yes. Yeah, so you can never play a yellow again. Yes. So now you are one quarter of the cards are gone, mm-hmm. getting you close to the paradox. So you've taken that chance. Yes. And sometimes you will win tricks you don't want to win because you only want to win two tricks. Yeah. And it'll force you to win a third one and you've just blown your prediction. Yes. And it's there's a lot... There's a lot going into this. Yes, I was going to say. So if you get a, if you are the one who created the paradox, you get a, a minus one for that round, regardless of all the other tricks that you've won. <clears throat> but then the tricks that you won, and also the tricks that you predicted on your little player board too, that that goes into scoring. Right. So it is, there is a lot of different elements in this game that really make it really, really fun and really thinky. Yeah, and that's what yeah. I like. Um, trick taking games, I, I, you know, I love a lot of them. Yeah. But this one actually takes it. It's kind of next level. Yeah. Because there's a lot of there's a lot more strategy. Because again, trick taking games by their core, it is very luck driven. Yes. By what cards mm-hmm. you get, but this adds a strategy element in that too. Yeah. Because how do you want to play those cards? They're yeah. all the exact same color. Yes. And the fact that you don't want all high cards. No. You want. It depends on what you're going to predict. That's exactly it, too. Like, you know, when you're playing the crew, when you have those higher cards, you're like, good, good, good. This is great this round. Right. But this game, when you see those higher cards all in your hand, you're like, oh, no. Because then the chances of you creating the paradox are very high. Exactly. Yeah. Because I think there is more, there's like five cards of each number out there. Right. More than the number of players, too. So the chances are that it's going to be filled by the time it gets to you. Yeah, and that's yeah. what's interesting because the first time I didn't know how it would end in the paradox. I'm like, we have all, all these cards. We can play different ones. Yeah. Towards the end, you're realizing that, oh, no, if somebody does this, yeah. I won't be able to play my last card. And, oh, they just did it. And then you look at them and go, well, hope you're happy. You just <laughs> created the paradox yes. in two turns. So yeah. it's very interesting seeing that. It's I, I really, really liked the game. Me too. I did not know that I would like this game so much. No. Yeah. No. No, it is really, really fun. Yeah, and that's um, if there's any downside, I say the cards, the cards could be thicker. They did kind of. Um, yes. I know Tom uh, Vassal. He ended up sleeving his, and at first I thought when he sleeved, I thought, oh, he loves this game, and he does love the game. But the cards are thin. Also, two. It doesn't the, matter that much though. I if mean, you're playing just, with five players, there's two color pips that look very similar. Yeah, that I did not understand. No, that one was hard too. We played with four, so we put one of those colors that looked similar like the other color away. But if you're playing with five people, that would be really, you would have to play in a very well lit situation. Yeah. I mean, one of them is like pink and dark pink. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, why would they choose those two colors? So many colors in the rainbow. So just take a look and choose a different one. Yeah. But yeah, that I do agree. That was, that was very frustrating. Yeah. Um, But again, you can replace those with different cubes or whatever. It's not that big of a deal. No. Um, But yeah, yeah, that's, that's the only thing. But, that being said, it's a fantastic game. Oh, it's fantastic. This is a great game, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we again, played this several times one night at um, up at Gen Con, actually. This was yeah. a Gen Con played game. Yeah. And it was really hot up there. It's going to continue to be, I think, you know, besides the crew, I think this is one of my favorite trick-taking games. I think so. We have the problem of once we played the crew, we played it, then 
Right, you and know, that's that's this, the thing. But, this game can be played multiple times. That's the thing. The crew is a yeah. campaign game. Yes, you know pretty much. So once and, you played it through, then you need to find something else. Right. So this is something that can keep being played. Yeah, and yeah. I think you can get better and better at this. I agree. So that that's Cat in the Box. Yes, and that's by Bezier Games, right? Yes, it is. Yes, by the yeah. Werewolf People. Yes, it is. All right, so let's talk about Acropolis now. Okay, Acropolis is one of those that. Um, the artwork doesn't match the game, in my opinion, because you see it and you're like, oh, this is going to be a heavy, heavy civilization style game. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's tile lane is pretty much what this game is at its core. And it's a quick, it's a quick game. It is surprisingly quick, actually. I thought it would be much longer than it is. But no, it is a very quick game. So you have you what you set up the game and you divide all the tiles into piles, right? Uh, tiles into piles. And I think there are five tiles in each pile, right? It depends on the number of games. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. Um, or sorry, number of players. I, th- yes, true. But we, when we played it, there were five, and then you um, lay them in front of you, and the tile that's in the first spot is free. Then the tile in the second spot costs one. The tile in the second spot costs... Sorry, in the third spot costs two. two, Three, and... Et cetera, et cetera, right? Okay. And what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to look at the colors on the tiles because that helps you with scoring. Now, here also you need to look at the stars because the stars of each color help you score the... color That color tile. So let's say you have three yellow stars... And you have four yellow tiles in, uh, at the end of the game. You would do three times four. Right. Okay. Which is kind of like a Bunny Kingdom style thing, I think. Yes. Okay. And that's the biggest thing people forget. Yes. I will freely admit that when I played it the first time, I did not realize that the sco- stars were connected with my scoring. So I had this huge blue thing, but I had didn't have any stars. And so it was like... Eight times zero, which is zero. Because you know? the big thing is yeah. each tile scores differently. Like like blue will will score how many blue tiles so are connected to each other. So the blue tile you need to it's it's um the the group. Yeah, it yes. it's it's yeah the yes. blue tiles are the group. How many are connected to each other? The and, largest group. And then the yellow they have to be isolated. You score for each isolated tile. And the way They're, they break it down is it's interesting. Is like they call the yellow ones a market. Yes. So they don't want to have another market next to them. Yes. And then the red tiles have to be on the edge. And the reds are the barracks. So those are like the warriors or whatever. So they want to protect the inner, the inside of the city. Yes. So those red ones want to be on the edge. And then the purple ones, um, they have to be surrounded. Surrounded by everything. And those everything are else. the yes. temples. And yes. the temples want to be surrounded by people. So that they can pull their congregation from everybody around them. And then the greens uh, for just each tile. Yeah, the greens are, I have no idea. And what they look the like whole... parks. I've yeah. been calling them parks, but I'm not sure. Yes. So yeah. So... And then also you can build this game up too. And as you're playing it, um, the white spaces, which are called the quarries, if you cover the quarries, you get another pip, which then helps you when you're buying these tiles in that center right. selection. And then as you buy... Yes. As you buy, like if someone buys the zero, then they take it, and now that first one is zero. Yes, one, two. it shifts. And it keeps going it down. Around. Then when there's one left, they're refilled from the back. So they get cheaper. So you might see a tile, and you're hoping it's there when it comes around, mm-hmm. but or I don't want to pay three for that. It's going to be too expensive. And and, and she's right, because every time... You know, people forget because you you have bad you have decisions towards the end. Yes, where you're gonna be like, oh shoot, I've got to cover that. If I cover it, yeah, I'm going to lose a green, 
or I'll lose these two stars. Yes. And there's a lot of decisions because it's funny at first everyone's building out. Yes. And then later you've got to build up. You do have to build up. Yes. Because you want to, I want to go ahead and stick another blue through here. I want to mm-hmm. do this. Or I need I'm to add gonna, some stars. So I have to build up. Right. And this has yeah. an orange on it. Yeah. So I'm going to stick in the middle. It won't score, but it does have a green or it does have a blue as well. Okay, so yeah, and it plays very quickly too. Uh, yeah, I feel like it plays quickly, so you can play several rounds of this game. It, it can be kind of like the main event of a night, of a board game night, because you can play several rounds of it too, just so you can, you know, keep increasing your scores and keep getting better. And with every point salad type thing, yeah. um, it is probably better to play it a couple times. Yes. Because mm-hmm. as you play it first time, you realize that you've kind of hosed yourself yes, by yes. backing yourself in a corner or something like that. Because you wouldn't want this to be like an hour game and then realize you have hosed yourself, you backed yourself in a corner, right. and now you can't go back and replay it because you don't want to spend another hour playing this game. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it's a very, and that's that's the that's the benefit of this. It yeah. is a very quick, quick game. Right? Oh, yeah. To the yes. point. To the point. Yeah. It's surprisingly quick, actually. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and then again, it's one of those that, there are blank stares the first when you're trying to describe it to people. And then by the end, they're like, okay, this is good. Yeah, I, I mean, you're this. grabbing tiles, dropping, yeah. boom, 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 boom. And it's it's great. Yes. So it's, it's again, highly recommended. Any um, downsides of this? And I can't really think of any, you know? No. You do need to, I would, when you're explaining this to people, you need to explain the importance of the stars for the scoring. Because yes, yes, that's not evident in the tiles, so you do need to explain that. And then the other part that is um, confusing a bit, although it says in the rule book that it might be a blue pool that has two stars, but that does not count as a blue tile no. as far as scoring. Correct. Because I remember the first time I had that blue pool in the middle connecting two large areas of blue, five yes. and five. But now all of a sudden that wasn't one eleven because no. it did not connect. It was counted as a, just a, a random tile. Now it was like it separated your blue, so yes. now you didn't have that giant I didn't blue have anymore. The, yeah, yes. so that's that happened to, to me too when I did my blues too. Right. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's yeah. So that's something to recommend or to remember. But that's yes. just that's something about reading the instructions. And again, that's why playing this game a couple times will kind of limit that. Yes, absolutely. I so. agree. Okay, so then um, now we're going to go to Trick or Treat Studios. Yeah, I'm in, um, I'm excited to talk about this game. Yeah, Trick or Treat Studios. Yes. Um, they are becoming quickly one of our favorite studios out oh, there. They are almost becoming an instant buy. They produce something, and I have to buy it. Yes, because yes. it's really they know exactly what they do, yes. and they do it well. They do, and they deal with some great designers. I mean, Nightmare Productions. This is a remake of like. Uh, Dream Factory, Hollywood Blockbuster. It's a Reiner Knizia game. Yes. But um, it's themed around horror movies. Yeah. So right there, it this, of course, had me. This was the first day I ran back there to get this one. Yes. You know, I was very excited to get it. You're going to see that story on the on our Gen Con video. But um, so pretty much, here's what here's what it is. In, in this game, each person gets a movie studio. So you're going to get a board. Like a like a a tile a, a tile. long tile yeah a movie studio and then you also get your different screenplays yes. and you're going to create films now here's the thing if I've lost you this game might not be for you but for the majority of people that are just intrigued by this you're going to love this game so you get a movie studio and then you get blank screenplays now on each screenplay they're a little they're like maybe five or six boxes and each box has a different icon. And this has different parts that the film needs. They can need a director, a monster, a composer, a creature, or a location. Now, not all movies need this. Some movies might need two directors. Yes. And then Mm -hmm. they might not need a composer, and they might need a creature or whatever. 
And then you start slowly, you're gonna be drafting tiles in there and placing them on there. Now it's finished when all the tiles are placed, all the parts are filled. And some movies also have one at the end that's kind of shaded differently. This is a cameo tile. And cameos don't have to be there, no. but they're going to add they're going to add star values. Because every tile you put down is a different star value. Some might have zero stars. Like they add nothing to the movie. They just fill a, splot, fill a yes. spot. Like, for instance, you just need, you can't, you blew your budget on everything over here. So let's just grab a random composer and you put them in there. They don't add the star value. Because at the end, every screenplay is worth by the star value. Because it's starting off. Each screenplay has a title and a starting star value, which means kind of how good the studio thinks it's going to be and yeah. how much it's going to be worth at the end. So it has a title and maybe four stars. So you initially get four stars off the bat for that movie. Some might have two stars. This is something else being put out. Then the tiles are placed out. So, so pretty much you have blank tiles. Mm -hmm. Then in the center, all the tiles are placed in different areas. And then everyone bids on each section containing the tiles. Now, the tiles have the parts and also the star values of each one. So everyone's going to be looking at the parts they need and also the star values they need. Because there's also, keep in mind, at the end of the game, there's best movie, there's also worst movie. Yes. Because you may want to get some of those zero stars and just fill those spots with zero stars. Yes, absolutely. So there's also legendary monsters at the top, and those are always four stars. Yeah. Now, um, this, is a, this is, of course, a bidding game. Ryan Knizia loves those. But yes. this is a closed economy, meaning this that the money that starts in the game is the same as the money at the end of the game. Yeah. So when you bid on something, say I bid eight, and I bid eight, I put the eight, and I win that bid, all those eight are then divided among all the other people. Yes. So everyone else gets those. And the remainder then goes on that spot. So then the next round, you get whatever the, the star value is and the money. Right, you get those tiles mm -hmm. and the money. The tiles and the money, yeah. So, it's, so, that, so that's great. So then movies are created. As they're created, they're put away yep. and new screenplays are grabbed. You, get, you grab a new tile, yes. So um, an only completed movie score. Yes. So And at the end of each round, I think there's three or four rounds. Um, at the end of yes. each round, the highest rated movie gets a trophy. Okay. Yeah. And it could be the highest rated movie. Like you could just do this blockbuster movie at the first round and that will then win every single round. If yeah. it has 16 stars, nothing else has beat that. Then you've got yeah. that. And there's also like you grab, if you do 15, then you're going to grab a 15, a disc yeah. like, and you drop it on there. So, you know, that film has 15 yes. stars. Now the top one sometimes has a plus value. So say later there's a tie. Well, whoever has the first movie of the summer gets that trophy yeah. if they're both at 15. So, um, And then if you can't later on, if all the 15s are gone, you have to go down to the next number, right? Right. You yeah. go the next lower. You might yeah. only have a third. Like at one point, I had a 15, but then the 15 was gone 14, 13. So I had to grab a 12. Yeah. So at the end, I only scored 12 for that because that movie came in late. Yeah. So um, there we go. And then at the end of the game, they, there's a trophy given for best movie of each genre. Mm-hmm. And no, that's during the game. The first person to make that color oh, tile. Oh, you're right. Yes, they get that. that so is true. you know, whatever the creature one, the first person to make that creature movie gets that trophy. That's true. Yeah. At the end of the game, the trophy for the best movie and, and the worst, worst movie, movie come out. Yes, yes. So it's always fun to try to get the worst movie, and it's. It's that good. was me. That was very fun. I only had five stars one movie I made. Well, and you can you can kind of <laughs> describe what you think about each movie, how it yeah, goes, yeah. and all that, which is really fun to it be honest. It is really fun. Mm -hmm. So, and it's it's really good. 
Um, the thing is, you cannot move a tile once it's placed. Correct. Yes. Like if you only have a one star director, you place it down. Then later you get you bid and you get four tiles, and one is a four star or three star director. Yeah. And you have no director spots open. Well, you can't. No. You just have to discard that. The tile only thing you can do is let's say there's a movie that's not completed and it has a director, you can switch that out. If it's an uncompleted movie. I don't know if you can. I thought that's how we were playing it. Is that how you beat me? You cheated? Yeah, well, that's what Jacob said. He read the rule book and said, so let's say that you have a tile and there's no director spot open. You can switch the directors out if it's a better director, or you can just discard it. Well, that makes a big difference in the way I play. <laughs> okay, well, there just, we go. You know, okay, yeah. I did not know you can fire but someone it, mid-filming. It has to be like, you know, an uncle. It can't be a completed right. score movie. It has to be one of the ones you're working on. Well, that makes sense. And if you can yeah. replace it yeah. mid-movie because, you know, you just give somebody the axe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that director's gone or that location's gone later, or whatever. And later, you can bring out the Snyder cut by bringing in the director that should have been there the entire time mm-hmm. and get a lot more stars. There you go. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that that is good. Um, I love this game. This game is incredible. It's... Incredible. I did not think I would like this game, as I say, movie. This game as much as I did. This was fantastic. Once again, I felt it's, it's only four rounds. I felt it was too quick. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's Which very is always quick. a sign of a good game. It's easy to yeah. learn. Yes. It's super it's, easy to learn. It's yeah. quick to the point. And you're just making, you're making movies. Yeah. That's what you're doing. We liked this game so much that we tracked down the other version of it. Yes, we did. Which we'll probably like this version better because it's horror themed. Oh, yeah. The other one is like Hollywood Golden Age or something. Yeah, yeah. No, this, this was fun when you, you'd completed your movies and you're getting a new reel to make a new movie of going through the different types. You're like, yes. oh, I want to make an alien one or I want to make a creature in under the sea one or whatever. That was fun, too. And it's cool to grab these different creatures. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to get the vampire. But I'm going to stick him at a farm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. And it's just different things like that. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. fun at the end. And giving it's the, fun reading them all together, like because they have the movie name already to right. go. So you have the movie name featuring whatever set in whatever, you know. Yeah. So it's so good. It's such a good game. It's this not is a great yeah. game. Nightmare yes. Productions. Um, now, only downsides I can see is I just wish they would have given them names. Like I know you can't actually name them actual people. Yes. Like like the directors and things like that. But then I think giving them parody names would have been fun. Like yeah. if you had Alfred Alfred Pitchfork, you know? Yeah. Or yeah. Victor Slice. Yeah. Or, you know, it's just... John Flying Carpet. Yes. So it's different mm-hmm. It's different things like that. I kind of wish they would have given them parody names yeah, or something. Yeah. Which, you know what? Expansion, Trick or Treat 2, as you're yes. listening, let's give a parody expansion. You can go ahead and swap some of those tiles out. That would be um, a great idea. Be, but anyway, but this game as is, is fantastic. Oh, it's yeah. great. The mechanics, it it flies by. It's easy to hit the table. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge, it's a huge hit. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So definitely recommend this game, especially if you're into horror movies. And if you're not into horror movies, shame on you. Yeah. But, I still um, think you would like this game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're yeah. into horror movies, B movies, whatever. It's just, it's a fun fun game movie making game yeah 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 mm-hmm. so it's great i feel like there's a movie theme going on this podcast it is and it's funny how this one <laughs> we like the networks for a while right yes i like the networks, but networks has not hit the table at all no 
And I have a feeling that this is going to replace the networks altogether. Oh, I would see that. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of almost where the networks may move off the shelf to the sell pile. Yes. Because I don't. I was just thinking the same thing. It should probably move off because you're right. This game would be played over networks for sure. Yeah, I would play yeah. this game over networks. Absolutely. Because it's. I and networks like is a great game, but yeah, this game I think is better. Network networks overcomplicates it. Yeah. And this right here is just, this is great. Streamlines so, it a little bit Yeah, better. I would yeah. definitely mm -hmm. play this over the networks. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So now we're going to talk about the big boy. Whoa. Twilight Inscription. Yeah. This was, of course, a hit of the con. It was. Everyone was very excited about seeing about Twilight Inscription. Yes. I was a little nervous playing this because I'd heard it had such mixed reviews. I've had a little bit of bias regret. Yeah, I did too because we heard several yeah. people did not like it. Well, several some didn't like it, some did like it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, because it's a, it's an expensive roll and ride game. Yes, it's I think fifty sixty dollars. Yeah, and it's for a roll and write. For a roll and write, yeah, and, uh, and and it's something that hasn't really been tried before. A roll and write on this epic scale. Yes. So yes. I mean, the only thing I can imagine going near this is raw and write for Dinosaur Island. You know, but that still has not hit this scale. No. So I thought, you know what? Even to the point where I didn't know if I was going to try it. I was like, you know what? You can play with somebody else. I don't know if I want to try this roll and write. It's a two-hour roll and write, but uses four sheets in front of you. Yep, yep. That's a lot going on. It is. But we um, had some friends who wanted to play it, and we thought, hey, let's just kind of talk it through the first time and go from there. Because we were going to just do that and then just pack it up and play something else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we were going to um, just, yeah, play yeah. a sample round or whatever, but then ended up, we got into it. We're like, this is fantastic. Yes. So, like I said, there are four sheets in front of you. Yes, there now, are. Now, it sounds daunting, but you only have to deal with one at a time. Okay? There is navigation, expansion, mm -hmm. industry, and warfare. All right? Yeah. So navigation has the typical um, space map. So what, what happens at the end of each round, or sorry, beginning of each round, then three die are rolled, three black die are rolled. Yes. And you're then going to decide which sheet you're going to work on each round. Everyone can work on a different sheet. And you have to make that de decision and then stick with it. Then stick with it before yes. the remainder yes. die are rolled. So then you're going to roll it. And then on your, say your navigation grid, first off, you're going to see all everywhere and you're going to start at one center point. And then different things will let you explore an adjacent system. One symbol will, another one will let you claim it. So as you claim it, you're going to get that resource or those victory points. So you're going to start to slowly spider out and branch out on that board. Yeah. And now I'm going to go briefly over because it's more of a visual game, but so you might see a different review to actually see these boards. All right, so you can use that board to kind of branch out. And that's how far you get out. The further you get out, of course, Megatar Rex is up there in the corner. And you're going to get more victory points. You can get different resources. You can claim different planets. And what's nice is although the tiles are separate, they do interact with other tiles. Correct, yes. Which then brings us to the expansion one. The expansion has different planets on it. Now, the planets, you have to get a planet icon, which you can get from navigation. Once you get that, you then go to that. You circle, now I own this planet on the expansion. And the expansion does the grids where if you get a line of all the icons, you get the reward on the side. Like if you get a like a row of icons, you get that re reward. And a line of icons, you get that reward. Mm -hmm. So there it is. Boom, boom, boom. So that you're just going to try to get all of those. And that's the expansion. So then also you have got the industry. And industry is all about the getting the goods and... You can also branch out from the center of the industry. And also on here are votes. 
Now, trade goods can be used later for different goods that you don't have. If you want to add more things to die rolls you don't have. Or votes, because just like any TI game, there is a voting time. Three times throughout the game, everyone votes. And you can use your votes to see if something passes or fails. And that could be good or bad for you. And so it's really cool that they added all this stuff from TI, which was my biggest concern about how they could how they could add all this stuff, right? Because TI has so much going on. You've got you've got your exploration, you've got warfare, you've got voting, you've got everything. How are they going to add this? And they did, and it clicks. So on the industry, you're going to do that. Now, there's something else you can do is on this one, the, the further you branch out, you get different things. If you claim that area, again, it's a branching thing, and you could claim extra red die because after those three black die are rolled, then a red, blue, and green die are rolled. And depending on which sheet you activated, you can then use that die. Like all of a sudden, oh, I, I'm using industry. I've got the green die activated on here, so I can also use that. So you're going to go different areas as far as that goes. All right, then the final sheet is warfare. This is interesting. I really wondered how this is going to work. And it does work very well. Because as you go through, you're building ships and you've got a grid on the right side of the warfare that you could build infantry or just a dots. It's kind of like, you know that, um, did you ever play that game where you put like a six by six grid of dots? And you'd make different yes, cubes. Like, yeah, the square game. Yeah, the square yeah, game. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that. But you're not, you're not making squares. You're making, there's a grid of dots. And you, infantry are just one dot. Yes. And then a, a PDS could be like, it's almost like a T. Yeah. And a then a cruiser's, T. yeah, flat T. And then a cruiser is just like three dots connecting yep. a line. A dreadnought is like three dots and then three dots making a larger T. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, a war sun is a box with a line through it, so it's a larger area. Yep. And each one, and you're going to put those on the grids, and you have to start at the bottom and go up. And yep. as you go up, as you hit different areas, they might have victory points on your grid. So if I can get to that grid, I can get a victory point. And then as, so as you do that, then when a warfare card comes, two things happen. You're going to then battle a person on your right and the person on your left. And that's looking at the grid in front of you, too. Right. And you look at your, the left-hand side deals with the left-hand person. The right-hand side deals with the right-hand yes. person. Genius. Which is great. So mm -hmm. then you're battling this guy over here. How many yeah. dots do I have over here? I've got three. You've got four. Okay, you've won that one. Then yeah. on the, that side, you, there's a winner and a loser gets different things. Loser only gets negative one victory points, and the winner could get a planet or something like that. Yeah. All right. So then also the battle line is drawn up. You advance up. There's now an orange line. And then the next run, that's where you start from. Next run, you yeah. start there. So you don't always have those ships. No. You're going to then kind of get reboot every single time. Yeah. And it's the warfare area is it's pretty brilliant. Yeah. I really liked how they did warfare. Yeah, I did yeah. too. I was, I was surprised. And one thing that I really liked about this is they did, they did the whole learn to play they did it similar to uh, different places. Mechs and Minions did it, and Wingspan. also Wingspan, mm -hmm. where pretty much they say, okay, we're going to go through the first four rounds with you. Yeah. First round, we're going to use navigation, and you just do the navigation, all right? So you roll the die, and then you use navigation. And you're like, oh, this is easy. Next one, we're going to do expansion. Second round, everyone uses expansion, and you're going to go through. And then they break it down. Third round, you're going to use warfare. The fourth round, you're going to use... 
the plans. I forgot what the plans were called. But um, yes. industry. So then each one you're going to go through. So it guides you through. Like everyone knows Wingspan came out with that because all these non-board gamers were purchasing the game to learn how to play the game. It, so this actually walks you through it. So after those four rounds, you are then like, this is perfect. Because yes. that's what we were, we were going to just do those four rounds just so we can get an idea of the game yeah. and then go on to a different one. But then everyone is like, let's keep going. We, we've got this. We've got this. We've and got we just this. kept yeah. going mm-hmm. and you choosing. And it's just, it is, it's a fantastic game. It, it is really, really good. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it has, it tells you that the, I guess the, Weight of it is 3.4, which hits that red area on BGG. Mm-hmm. And I don't see that as much. And then, of course, there's one in the middle, Megatol Rex. So it is about getting there first, and you get victory points for getting that. And there are also different objectives objectives on there so as the well. So the first person to get those get those extra victory points. Too. Right. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot going on, but it doesn't yep. feel like there's a lot going on because it's very, it's very simple. And I think it, that... It helps because each time you're playing a card, you're playing only one card. Right. You know, and yes, if you mark something off, that might trickle to another card so you can go do that. But that is the most interaction you have with the other card. Your your primary focus is on that one card that you have determined. Right. And then, you know, the next center card that's flipped over, you then can choose to play a different card. You know, yep. so I, you know, it's really, it's really fun. It almost felt to me like when the four rounds were all over, I was like, wow, that was really quick. Yeah. And, and we played with four people and it did take did. us two hours. Yes. I mean, but that was us learning the game slowly, kind of stopping, just checking the rule book. So I think next time we can really crank it up a little bit. I would think, yeah, 90 minutes. I think you could yeah, do this I in 90 do minutes. think so. I think with eight plays, like it suggests on the back of the box... Um, would be chaos. Oh, and I would love that but, chaos. And I would love to do that too because I think that would be really good because this way, you know, when the warfare happens, it's literally the people either side of you. Right. Uh, not, you know, doesn't affect the person on the other side of the table has no effect on you. So, yeah. No. I do want to play this with eight pl- people. I do too. And one concern people brought up is the fact that it, it is all the boards are black. Yes. So the pins you get are not your typical dry erase pins. Mm-hmm. They're that like, is my concern too. They're neon. Yes. And as you know, any board that or any game that comes with pins, dry erase, yes. they're going to dry up and you're yeah. going to need new pins. I mean, everybody probably has dry erase pins in their game room because they know you can't trust the pins from anything out anything. there. Anything. No. And this has specialty pins. Yes. But that being said, you can probably you can get those neon dry erase pins out there. So I think it's a non-event. And honestly, they seem like they're good quality. Yeah, these were all the pins we had worked the first time. Which is a rarity. Yes. Because every game we've ever gotten, at yeah. least one or two of the pins have not worked. Yeah, true. So all these pins worked. They worked well, yeah. too. So um, just make sure you cap them and everything. Yeah. So as we end, as we ended that game, we were, we were all like, wow. And most of us there had played TI4 before. And Ryan, the guy next to me, he's like, I love this. And I'm like, yes. would you rather play this in TI4? He says, yes, I'd rather play this three times than TI4 once. Yes. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel the same way. I'm going to play TI again because TI is more of like a, it's it's a game that you just have to play if you have an epic night. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I think other games do it better, but um, I do. And you want to play because you haven't played yeah, TI. Yeah, I've not played TI, so I would like to go play it so I can compare it to this. Right. So because this Twilight Inscription is such a great game as a roll and write. Like I'm coming from a, just a roll and write. Someone who loves Roll and Write. This is fantastic. It's but so I'd good. like to compare it to TI to see why. Because people who love TI have kind of said they did not like this. And I want to see why. Right. And that's, um, but this, 
I was hesitant on how they're going to do a 4X game. Yes. As a roller right? Yeah, nailed it. They nailed it. Nailed it. So yeah. this right here, I'm really excited for this. I know it's it's harder to get now because it's still pre-order different places. Yeah. And the Gen Con release was slow. They didn't have a lot of no lot of products at Gen Con, but I'm excited for this to get in people's hands. Me too. Because the couple people I've heard that didn't like it, I mean, you're not going to have battles and minis and all that stuff yeah. on a on a roll and ride of you're course. not no you're so not gonna have miniatures wanting, on a board if you're wanting that this is probably this not is for you. a roll and ride you know but, it's not a miniature game but it's it's great yes it's fantastic i really really like this game i do too i really like this too i have always thought about how next time i play it i can do something so much better too right which i always like when i go back to those games and it keeps me thinking when i'm playing or doing other stuff i'm like next time i do that i need to do this and yeah. that's what a forex game does for me it gets you thinking back and that's why the four x's are so great mm -hmm. because you can choose which x to go with yeah you know like next time i'm like i really i ignored warfare for the most part of this yeah so i got whooped every single time and i thought man maybe next time i'm going to kind of beef that up a bit more and not go as high on industry yeah. and that's so that's that's why i think this does feel like a four x game because yep. you've got all of those four x's that you can try different paths to victory each time I did not even look at my expansion board. I actually think when I came to final scoring, I had zero and I had no victory points. Instead, I had a lot on, on industry. I had a lot on expansion and warfare. Right. And so I'm not expansion. I'm sorry. What's the first tile? Industry. I'm navigation. Navigation. Navigation yes. was my, one of my main scoring points. So it was industry and so was warfare. But expansion, I had zero. So next time I want to try and expand some more and see how that goes too. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm I'm excited to play this again. I am too. Yeah, and, um, I let's make a date. Let's yep. do it. It is a very positive review from us from Wingspan. Oh yeah, and it from is Wingspan. Sorry, <laughs> Twilight Inscription. <laughs> yeah. Two totally different games. Yes. So invite your friends over to play Wingspan and have this at the table. Yeah, they, they will, will be surprised. Yes. So no, <laughs> uh, again, mm -hmm. yeah, and this is from somebody who had very low hopes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was like, Ugh. yeah. Yeah. Well, when I'd heard everything, I was really, I had regretted all the hassle we had to do to get this. I was like, oh no, did we goof? But no, I think we did good. Yep. We did good. This was a good, good game. Definitely good purchase. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, all right, guys. Hey, so that is it. We've gone a bit long this time. Yeah. Sorry about that. But, um, board game whew. heavy movie light. I know. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see some more movies by next time. Hopefully. And again, if you guys get a chance to, um, check out the video, from yes. Gen Con, if there are any games on there, because we bought some older games too that have kind of we've missed on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So any of those you see that you think want us to play, let us know. We're also gonna go through last year's Gen Con list. Yep. And see what we've missed from that. Yep. So as usual, please, if you like the video, I'm sorry, if you like the podcast, yeah. please like and comment on us. Send us an email at show at mainlygames.com. Yes. We honestly love to hear from you guys. So all right, hey, thank you guys so much. See you soon. All right, bye. Bye.